Welcome back to the Not Your Average podcast, where you are empowered from the inside out. So this episode, I wanted to talk about knowing your worth, and it's going to build up on an episode I did earlier um, in the season about raising your standards. And yes, we will be touching on that a little bit, but I wanted to expand on that because I'm mindful that as we come to the frosty de- December weeks and we come to the end of the year, it can be quite tempting to sort of put off setting new milestones, new intentions, new goals, whatever you call it, into the new year. So we want to wait until it's a new shiny year to start that. But I would encourage you to build in habits that means that you can pivot, you can make the changes, you can do what needs to be done without having an external marker, for example, but learning how to follow that intuition and building that self-trust that I talk about quite often in episodes, that means that you are being intentional with your life. As I said before, this isn't a dress rehearsal, so this is what you'll get in life, but you don't, the good news is that you get to co-create your life with God and you get to um, have thoughts work for you. You get to have a certain intentionality and will, free will. That's what I'm trying to say. I got there in the end. Um, that you have a certain free will that allows you to choose what, to a large extent, um, where you will be headed, what you want in your life, how you want the environment of your life to feel like, what you envision for yourself, how you want to impact others. So there are many sections. So this isn't about being perfect or having everything figured out or ensuring that you're spinning all your plates at the same time. This podcast has never been about that, but it's about raising your standards actually. And it starts with you and yourself. I always say that because it's very easy to sort of look externally and once you start doing the self-development work, self-improvement work, and you realize that it's not really a sort of one and done situation, it's a lifelong journey. Once you come onto that journey, you realize that actually a lot of it is to do with the tone that you set into and your life and what you envision for yourself. And unfortunately, a lot of people aren't conditioned, we're all conditioned actually, to not have a vision that's individualistic. You know, we go through, you know, school or kindergarten, if you're listening from, to this from America, uh, middle school, high school, again, or secondary school for us in the UK. And you are conditioned to live a certain life and cross off certain things. And, and, and that's not to say that those things aren't admirable. I just want to be very clear. Education is essential. You need to know how to read, write, add up, subtract, arithmetic, comprehension. Those are things that I think are fundamental human right. And so I I'm not denigrating school because I am someone who has a postgraduate degree. So I love learning, obviously, because I love doing things like this podcast. And I'm sure you do too, if you are listening. But what I mean to say is that we're all programmed to live a certain life. And it's important that you start to be intentional about your life because you're the one who's going to be living with the consequences. Hence today's episode about knowing your worth. So I touched on an ep- on standards a little bit a couple of um, months ago. 
And the dictionary defines a standard as a level of quality or attainment. So a level of quality, notice I didn't say value because when we've had these terms in the last couple of years banded around, particularly on the internet, about high value. But the reason why I don't personally like that term is because it denotes that other people externally or situations can determine your value and it can go either up or down. And I personally believe that we all have intrinsic value as human beings. So I love this definition of high, of a level of quality or attainment. So where is your bar? Where are your standards? And what's your bar when it comes to knowing your worth? Is it there already? Have you set it already? Or do you scramble to get it in place depending on what situations you find yourself in? So what does it take to have access you, your time, your thoughts, your kindness, your advice, whatever it may be, I think it's important that given the temperature of the world that we live in, to be very mindful of and intentional of how we spend our time, but also what and who we surround ourselves with and what we allow. Because as I said before, this all starts with you internally putting in those practices and actually building your self-worth with yourself first of all. So we always think of self-worth as something that we can only demonstrate in relation to other people. But actually, I personally believe it starts with you and you keeping your promises to yourself you being intentional about being disciplined with yourself and honoring yourself and honoring the vision of the person that you have in mind. So you know, okay, if I want to reach X goal and it's a personal goal, then you break it down into steps and you need to do X, Y, and Z to get there. And so by keeping your promises to yourself, you're telling yourself subconsciously and consciously and practically that you're worth that goal. That's one way that you build your self-worth and self-esteem because you're first of all focused on, hey, I've got these goals and I think they're worth it. It doesn't matter what somebody else thinks. So self-worth and knowing your worth is not just built in with how you relate to other people. Yes, how you relate to other people in different contexts, it will show what you think about yourself, but that has to be built in first and foremost with you. So my number one point about knowing your worth is release victimhood. Now, I'm not saying that hardship is something that you should just brush under the rug or you should gaslight yourself by saying, oh, it's not that bad. Other people have it bad. No, everyone in this world will experience hardship and difficulty at some stage in some way, shape or form. It's all very subjective and it's all very contextual. But that is the one thing that we all have in common is that difficulty and doing hard things is something that is that is part of the human experience but victimhood is about staying there victimhood is about adopting the identity not the feeling of victimhood but the identity of victimhood and then therefore living life from a place of oh I do everything for everybody else or I do I'm always you know you know the last one thought of or I'm always x y and z it's about releasing that sense of needing to complain about everything rather than pivoting to see what is going on in your life because I can guarantee you 
every area of your life is not going to be running on all tens and that's not to be negative or sort of pessimistic because I myself can't really stand pessimism or cynicism but it's just to say that that's just life it's not personal it's not something that you anticipate or welcome or invite it just means that you have the dexterity of mind and the emotional agility to go you know what this situation or this person may want to victimize me, but I don't have to victimize myself. I don't have to view myself the way that they want me to view myself. I don't have to respond to this situation the way other people would expect me to respond to this situation. I don't have to go and sort of adopt, uh, you know, the harsh, cold, callous, selfish way of thinking just because that's what seems to work. And when actually I can see that deep down everyone around me is craving connection again it's not about being you know in denial or sort of again suppressing your emotions because that's not healthy as we all know it's about saying i refuse to stay stuck being a victim is not my standard hence the word standard so it's not the quality of life that you want it's not what you want to attain so you can't hold Um, high standards if you think low of yourself if you think this is it this is my lot this is the best it can get or if you allow situations in your past or present to define you that's the difference you can go through something and you can allow it to teach you to refine you but they don't have to define you that is completely utterly up to you so when you also are stepping in victimhood you know you invite drama and complacency and people who again embody that energy as well they embody the whole thing of like oh I don't know the purposelessness the sort of staying stuck the making excuses now I'm not saying that again life isn't can't be hard at times as you have heard in the last episode and if you haven't go check it out it's called uh, handling growing pains as we talked about very specifically in that episode, growth isn't always, you know, rainbows and butterflies. But it, nonetheless, it's still growth. But when you are on that journey and you think, you know what, I'm going to focus on what is going well. I'm going to focus on what I have seen and what I am measuring in myself and in, in my environment and the situations in my life that are going Uh, well and that are changing or even some things that are unexpected because that's where the power lies that's where the free will will really flourish when you decide to go you know what I'm not going to be victimized you know there's numerous studies that have been done about placebo effect and how um, in various experiments should I say A lot of people will be given what they think is the actual medicine and then other people will be given um, the real medicine. So some will be given a sugar pill, a control group, and then the other control group will be given the actual medicine. But And then the results will show the people in the control group that were given the sugar pill, which is a placebo, not the actual medicine, they literally got better because they believed that they were taking the actual medicine. So just the power of your mind to shift and to say, okay, this may not be the best situation, but I'm going to learn from it. I am going to raise the standards for myself and say, I'm not going to remain in victimhood because there are so many stories. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is Oprah, who had a sort of what seems like a very traumatic um, uh, 
childhood in poverty and I don't even think even she herself has said that she would have even dreamt that she would be where she is now but I remember seeing a previous interview of her saying that no matter what happens she is going to be okay because she'd made that decision before the success of what would be her show she made that decision before any of what we see now so releasing victimhood is a decision as most things are i know it's not glamorous and it's not woo woo or highly emotional but that's what it is most of the things in life are literally decision decide i'm not going to be a victim i'm going to face today i'm going to face the situation i'm and it doesn't mean that you go in all gung ho or all aggressive or abrasive it just means that in your mind you're like well i've just decided that life doesn't get to break me in any way shape or form and that leads me on to my next stand my next standard well it could be uh but my next point is define your standards defining your standards means that you don't have to wait until you're in a situation to ask yourself okay what is acceptable to me in a friendship and what is not what is acceptable to me in a professional environment and what is not what is acceptable to me in a uh, romantic relationship and what is not what is acceptable to me in myself and what is not so your standards are there for you to define and it holds you and others accountable i also want to encourage you to allow others to dislike your new standards if you choose to implement them if they're ones that are you know ones that can be seen through action so for example one standard could be that you don't allow people to talk down to you to raise their voice at you or to speak to you aggressively and you start to maybe for example walking away from situations other people won't like that especially if you haven't been doing that before other people won't like your choices or the boundaries that you put into place especially if they're not benefiting from those choices or boundaries so you got to be ready for pushback got to be ready for some you know sarcasm you know being patronized being ignored having it's it's all part of human behavior it's not personal to you um it's just that human beings like to be in control and unfortunately we love to try and control the one thing that we can't control which is other people so you have to become comfortable with pushback to your boundaries or pushback to your standards because high standards protect you from low quality experiences high standards protect you from low quality experiences and i've said that in the previous episode but i'll repeat it because there's also power in repetition if you tell yourself my standards what is my why if i define my standards and then i go further by defining why i won't have to spend my time explaining my self to everybody else you don't need to prove anything to anybody else your standards are not negotiable with other people and when i say your standards i'm not talking about you know always having things your way or you know if you go out to eat with friends and you're like no you know none of us can have you know this particular thing on them it's not about that it's about you know your internal values and principles and your behaviors and the behaviors of others so define your standards and it begins with everyday things you know decide i'm just not even going to entertain a conversation that ends up being just a moan fest about everything when really life is pretty great and even if you don't feel it is if you have that your basic needs met and you have the privilege of then going to think about what's your purpose what's your mission what's your vision 
that's a privilege that yes other people don't have but what can you do to you know use that momentum even when you don't feel that motivated so define your standards and so that other people don't also get to define what your standards are they don't get to define who you are they don't get to define what you're about they don't get to um be the one who determines how you see yourself this is what it's all about when it comes to knowing your worth it's really important that when you're writing the story of your life nobody else but you is holding the pen and i know it can seem overwhelming particularly for women who are so socialized to be people pleasers and to um and also to some extent men as well in some contexts but i think it's important to again raise raise those standards but you have to know what they are you have to define them and know why you're putting those standards into place and that leads me on to my third point about practicing emotional mastery now emotional mastery is not about suppressing because when you know your worth you're not suppressing your emotions you're practicing mindfulness you're letting your emotions be you're feeling them you're staying in the moment being fully present and you're pausing before you respond that's why we see some women that we would describe as magnetic or like feminine but no nonsense as well uh, a good mix of you know all types of feminine energy because they've mastered their emotions that doesn't mean that internally they're not sort of going through it but when it comes to the external expression they're very intentional and very focused about that now again this is also not about behaving like a man for example because men process emotions completely differently and men behave differently and that's okay in fact that's more than okay that's necessary because men and women do their sort of general traits complement one another and so i think it's important to understand that this again is not about suppression or trying to masculinize yourself it's just saying that i make my anger expensive i make my frustration expensive as in overtly expressing it now verbally that you i would definitely encourage you to express that because knowing part of knowing your worth is emotional mastery but also being able to effectively communicate when you are confused perplexed unhappy frustrated with something it's important to do that now how somebody else reacts to it is completely out of your control which is where your emotional mastery comes in where your standards come in so when you have emotional mastery you're not even bothered about matching energy as people say because that also will start a toxic cycle but because we are above average here we don't entertain toxicity and we don't match energies we just remove ourselves we just we just don't allow those situations to be entertained and so i want you to understand that emotions are good things because first of all they allow you to experience the full breadth of human life and i would encourage you to sort of uh google i think it's emotional wheel so that you can put some vocabulary beyond the basic things that we're taught um to the myriad of things that you may feel so that you become more self-aware and you become more articulate in how you feel because again all of these things we're all learning together so emotions are not negative things i know the world likes to paint them as such but they're not 
they're simply indicators they only become negative if you are only ruled by your emotion and there's no balance of logic there's no balance of actually i may feel like this but these are the consequences if i act this way but then if i am able to communicate effectively then i know that at least i've done my part and i think it's important for you to take ownership take ownership that's part of emotional mastery when you take ownership of yourself your reactions your responses your life you will be more confident you will know your worth because people who don't know their worth don't take responsibility they're always waiting for somebody else to do something and they're anticipating that it will be negative in order for them to react so when you know your worth you lead yourself by practicing emotional mastery and notice i said practice this is a lifelong thing because life will throw you curveballs and the other thing is practicing emotional mastery when you're also really really happy so you don't overpromise or overgive because that's also um an issue but we can touch on that on another podcast episode And my next point about knowing your worth is befriend yourself. Acknowledge how far you have come. Be your own cheerleader and understand how to withstand uncertainty, which we talked about on the last episode. But befriending yourself means you also observe your own behavior and adjust accordingly. And it also means that others will observe you and how you treat yourself. I'll say that again, how you treat yourself and know that they have to come correct as my american listeners will will know coming correct means that nobody can sort of try to be snide or sly or come up with you sideways because they see that you treat yourself well that you see that you value yourself now yes there are a lot of people who feel like let me just test everyone there's just some people who just love testing people and love you know doing things to people because you know they like to get the rise out of people but if you befriend yourself, you're also like, wow, that, that person must be going through it. But that's not my problem. That's where you can have empathy for someone, but also have respect for yourself. And that's what befriending yourself gives you. It builds that self-respect. It builds that ability to tell yourself, now why am I chasing this group of people who see me as an afterthought and who don't value my presence? Let me focus on building friendships that actually do value me that's just one example it doesn't mean that that's what's happening in your life it could, it's just one um relational example because when you befriend yourself you're like great i still enjoy my own company whether anybody else is around or not and that is so vital to knowing your worth because when you know your worth and you are befriending yourself when you like your own company you won't be looking externally for other people to fill up that cup you'll fill it up and then what they'll do is they'll put the icing on top you know they'll put the lovely frothy milk on top if we want to use a coffee analogy but they won't be the espresso shot you'll be the espresso shot you'll be the one who's saying this is the standards that i have for myself and also when you have when you befriend yourself you'll also maintain those standards for yourself in terms of how you treat yourself what you allow and that means that when you allow other people into your life notice i said allow you are going to quickly sense when those external relationships don't match the internal healthy environment that you've created and that leads me on to my last point attract don't chase 
Chasing implies that something is running away from you and that you have to overexert to get it. Uh, this is not this is not applied to like working hard in order to achieve your goals like you, you know by all means the only thing you should be chasing is goals but even then you need to become the person internally who can be ha- able to handle that next level those next interactions because chasing lowers your self-esteem which is why for example people often play this game in the context of dating there's many contexts people can play in the context of jobs and things like that but this is quite common in the dating field and this is a you know a subject that everyone can hopefully relate to and when you see that somebody's dangling a carrot of attention in particular because nowadays companies have even caught on to the fact that attention is currency but if you're around people who are used to getting attention and are dangling it in front of you to do a bait and switch then you understand i don't need to chase that you calm yourself and you go again with my previous point about emotional mastery you allow yourself to feel that emotions but you don't act on it you don't allow yourself to be drawn into a game of cat and mouse because again you're not an animal you're not a toy to be played with so when you tell yourself i don't need to chase ask yourself why do i feel the need to chase am i trying to self soothe am i trying to get rid of this feeling of discomfort am i trying to get rid of this feeling of abandonment or rejection hmm all questions all food for thought but when you attract you actually get opportunities situations and people who resonate with who you genuinely are and understand that standards and knowing your worth is just the basic those aren't things to be annoyed at those aren't things to be defensive or hostile towards they will welcome that because you'll attract people who have in their life that standard for themselves situations professional situations and so this i wanted to cover this because i want to encourage you that as you think back on this year and as you look to the new year make the changes that you need to do now do the things that you need to do now or whenever you feel that this is the right decision this is the right timing because life is too long but it's also too short to not know your worth because what i've observed and what i've learned is that if you don't set those um that value then other people will try to set it for you or situations can repeat themselves until you learn to recognize a pattern or a cycle or you haven't sort of come out of the survivorship or the busyness of life to sort of put your head above the water and then think long term and be strategic about your life. So that isn't just a corporate term, that's something that we need to be intentional and strategic and mindful and grateful for all the things that we have now. Um and so I hope that gives you some food for thought about knowing your worth and ensuring that you have robust standards and knowing that it takes practice. practice them it's not about going in gung ho or trying to be pushy or trying to or being even passive when you think I'm practicing mindfulness I'm so unbothered it's about genuinely being unbothered because you're so intentional and you're so focused on creating a healthy peaceful purposeful and passionate life So as ever thank you so much for listening share with those in your world particularly as we're in the season of immense busyness and 
plans and outings and all these things I hope that you're able to sort of take that time to reflect as we head towards the end of the year and remember to always maintain your worth and build up and invest in it it's the best investment you'll ever make thank you so much for listening and I'll see you on the next episode bye